Welcome to the Lotus Talks. Hi, let me introduce myself. I'm Granger Whitelaw, CEO of the Vietnam Group, and I host Lotus Talks, along with my co-podcaster Cameron Lynch and various members of our team from time to time. The Lotus Talks is a show where we talk about the people and the companies that are making a difference in Vietnam and Southeast Asia, or doing good while doing well, as I like to say. It's the golden age here, and there are many exciting things happening. I hope to bring as much to you as possible. So get your coffee, sit back, and relax. And let's go. Good morning. It's Granger Whitelaw with the Friday Notes. Thank God it's Friday. Well, it's been a really busy week this week, and we started earlier this week discussing how Vietnam can improve its construction industry. Well, I am happy to say I have a very special guest with us today from Recons, Mr. Uli Feldzieper, who will be joining us to discuss this very subject. Uli, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Granger. I'm fine. Thank you. Guten Morgen. Guten Morgen. Yeah. My German friend. You know, I, I, we met about a year ago, didn't we? Yes, that's right. And we have played a little golf. Um, yes. How's your golf game? Oh, it's, it's going. Last Friday we had a tournament. Oh, that's yeah. right. You yeah. did. How'd you do? Not so good. Not <laughs> yeah. Was that a real estate uh, outing? Or a... um, it is from the Lighthouse event. Okay. It was sponsoring that. And uh, so we in Recon were one of the main sponsors. So we had a flight with uh, four person. And, oh, good. Uh, so Recon's sponsors Lighthouse. And what does Lighthouse do? Mm, Lighthouse is, let's say, some meet and greet from the people in the construction industry. Okay. You have engineers coming there, you have uh, different companies from uh, some consulting companies, for sure construction companies, and from time to time we also sponsor um, some events from them. Oh, wonderful. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really nice. Oh, it's a good great. organization. So what do you shoot now, about 70, 75? First nine? 150 is okay. <laughs> 150, so 75 per nine, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> Well, I, I look forward to, uh, to to playing with you again. That was really fun. That yes, we will soon. So, Recons was founded in 2004. Yes. Is that correct? And it's part of a larger organization? Um, yes, we are family of the, uh, we are a member of the Corticons family. Corticons? Corticons, yes. Okay. So, how many uh, companies are in the Corticons group? Uh, I think seven. Seven? Seven, yes. Wow. Yes. Pretty, I've seen your building down here in Dien Bien Phu, mm -hmm. uh, really beautiful. It's just set off the road, yes. really beautiful. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice spot. Yeah. It's a, you guys do really nice work, clearly. And you've done some very large-scale projects uh, here in Vietnam, Yes. all over Vietnam. High-rise buildings, yep. hotels, resorts, industrial factories. I mean, these are my notes. And you've done some, some beautiful um, mountain resorts as well. Marble Mountain? Marble Mountain Beach, yes, I think that's our, our building. Yeah, were you involved with that? No. No, not me personally, not. Okay, so at Recons, what do you do specifically? Okay, so um, I am the uh, Deputy Technical Director in Recons. Oh, okay. And um, also the Business Development Director. Okay, so, so you run business development? Um, yes. Wonderful. Also, what I do is actually I try to get customer 
and uh, whatever whatever that uh, that means. I mean, uh, sometimes I travel to um, to projects when I know they are they are opening a new phase, and um, yeah, I try to engage with the customer and um, show them that we are the best partner for the project. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, it's I think it's sometimes helpful for my company and also my uh, that I have a big network yeah. in the construction. Um, Sector and uh, hear from projects before somebody else. So I go there and uh, catch yeah, up. Yeah, but you're but you're always out as well. I've seen you at events, at the Singapore events, at the Vietnam events, Amcham events. Yeah. you're all over the place. I mean, you have a big smile on your face. You're very personable. You know, very very popular guy. I think in town, and uh, and just a super nice guy. So I can see why they would why would they bring you in, right? Um, well, that's the point, and I think it's also for me it's a win-win situation for both of us. Yeah. Because uh, yes, because I really enjoy the work um, in Recons. I have a lot of freedom, and um, yeah, I feel really supported. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're an early guy too. I mean, you get to work at six o'clock in the morning or five thirty, and you're very dedicated. Thank you. I, I noticed that about you. So before you came to Vietnam, where were you? Um, I have been in Europe. So. Um, Exactly before Vietnam, I have been in Germany, mm -hmm. and um, I work for construction now since 16 years. Wow! And uh, so when I'm 60, I started my uh, vocal education as a concrete finisher. At 16. Yeah, with 16, okay. Okay. It, it take me three years, and um, after this, I worked for the U.S. Army in Wiesbaden <laughs> on the airport. Oh, did you? Yes. And wow, uh, an army project in an airport—that's big. I was in the um, department of um, uh, department of um, uh, construction there. So uh, we were the one who, let's say, fixed the housings, the streets, any concrete work, any buildings we have to do new, that was our department. So infrastructure development, layout, yes. and then actual residential as well? As exactly, commercial. that was DPW, Department of Public Works. So that gives you a tremendous amount of experience to bring here to Vietnam? Um, yes, some, and uh, then I, I decided to go around a bit. I went to Switzerland, I worked in Netherlands, Mm -hmm. And a bit in Poland, and uh, finally I made my um, concrete surveyor. So uh, it, you need this one to really uh, survey the concrete and make the. Oh, you're surveying. Yeah, uh, surveying concrete, yeah. surveying awesome. buildings, mm -hmm. and uh, followed by my master in construction. Yeah. Well, that's fabulous. Gives you a lot of background to uh, to really help out here in Vietnam. It's nice to see guys with your experience here in Vietnam helping with the, uh, the development because as we know, as I call it, the golden age, things are growing so quickly here uh, and well, just your company alone probably has a hundred projects going at any given time, right? Uh, I think right now we're doing 38 projects at 38. the same time. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, but we're aiming for 100. Aiming for 100. Yeah, aiming okay. for 100 projects. So I wasn't that far off, right? No, okay. no. <laughs> do you try to do about 100 a year or 50 a year or what's your, what's your goal? Oh, it's hard to say. It depends on the size of the project. Yeah. For sure, we uh, we are eager to um, do every project, and uh, this one in a good manner and in a good quality. But uh, it really depends on the size. Now, the the stuff that you guys focus on is mostly commercial, industrial. Um, we like to do everything, but right now, uh, industrial is uh, let's say more booming right now. I think the demand in. Um, in real estate is also there, so the people they, they need uh, housing, but uh, I see that industrial is right now really booming and um, for sure also focus. So the industrial being manufacturing facilities yes. 
and things like that, maybe help with the ports, things like that, because of all the business that not only is coming from China, but from all around the world with the EU and the different free trade agreements that are being put in place. There's so much growth here. Exactly. Like this is one one big point uh, you're just mentioning the EDFTA now. Yeah. Is um, yeah make a lot of make make Vietnam really really more interesting than before. Mm -hmm. And um, just imagine, I have several companies here. They say, yeah, next year, uh, well, if it's signed off, we will earn twenty percent more. Yeah. Well, I did a so little uh, I did a little podcast on EV. Uh, FTA mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, and they're slated to finish at the end of this year or the early 2020. Yeah, they hope. They hope then then it will go through. <laughs> so you think that's going to be a boom for Vietnam? Um, for sure, yes. Yeah. For sure, I say, and I think for both sides. I mean, uh, Vietnam will be able to to export more to Europe. Um, for sure, we have to look at the certifications and the standards. Yeah, um, will be um, yeah. Will be authorized or will be standardized here in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. There we have to, uh, yeah, to do some homework still. But uh, I think there is no problem that we cannot uh, benefit from this situation. So when it comes to uh, construction in Vietnam currently, there's so many positive things happening. There's so much growth and so much opportunity. What do you see as some of the difficulties that Vietnam has to overcome, or the companies that that, that are here need to overcome in order to really continue the growth? that we're seeing, this continued growth curve. Okay. Yeah, I have to say um, the Vietnamese construction sector is still really strong and uh, is growing sometimes over 10% uh, in mm -hmm. the last years. And um, also I see the quality is, um, is really good. We are really fast. I mean, uh, I think uh, back in Europe we cannot reach uh, like uh, five days for one story. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's it's almost impossible. So you do uh, one story of a commercial building in five days here? Uh, yeah. Sure. Wow! Wow! We need five days for the superstructure. Wow! Yeah, superstructure. It's really fast. Yeah, and um, what I see is we have to we have to watch out in the construction business or let's say in the planning sector to don't make Vietnam a concrete jungle. Yeah. This one is one of my biggest fears because. Um, we need green also, we need uh, uh, sustainable buildings and um, the, we need our green spaces in the city and I think this one is, um, is a really um, challenge Challenge because everyone... Well, like Singapore has a lot of green space, right? Yes. And they've yes. done great with their environmental, keeping parks, keeping plants, keeping those open spaces and, and you said sustainable, using sustainable materials and mm -hmm. solar and other, right? Exactly, exactly. I think there we, there we have to go on. I mean, you see in Vietnam right now a big boom of solar, and um, but I think this is not really enough. We have to. Be and the to boom in solar. Time. Sorry, the boom in solar is in uh, commercial as well as residential. Um, in commercial. Commercial. Yeah, residential is a bit, but not so much. Behind, yeah. Yes. So the commercial, the industrial warehouses, the large buildings. Who's really using solar? Today. Industrial warehouses, for example. Yeah. Yeah. In industrial warehouses, if you have some um, some warehouses and uh, you don't use batteries, you know, then your then your your solar is let's say quite cheap. Yeah. And it will pay off itself by some years, maybe ten years. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great if uh, if the um, the infrastructure here, the power companies, would let the uh, the people, whether they're residential or commercial building owners, give power back to the grid. And they don't currently do that. Actually, they do, but it's limited. 
Are they doing it? Yes, yes, but it is um, it is limited. So you can uh, you can sell the power back to the um, to the EVM or what is the name from the yeah, power supplier. So. Yeah, yeah. But just in a limited scale. Okay. It will not allow you over a certain size. I don't. Have yeah, I don't know about commercial. One of my friends here has a big house and has uh, solar in, over his entire house, and uh, and they won't buy his power. So maybe it's a residential versus commercial issue. Okay, maybe for maybe commercial they do. Maybe it's different. Because yeah. that helps. That would help a lot. You know, you want the consumption uh, here uh, to be um, not over-maximized, right? Mm -hmm. Capacity. And you want to save money. So that definitely helps save money. And, and, and then it gives a revenue stream back to the corporations and the people doing it. So it's an incentive to go solar, go clean. Yes, yes. And we need it. I mean, in the, uh, the numbers say that when we grow like that and don't invest in solar, in year 22, we will have a big shortage already. 2022, yeah, 2022. here in Vietnam. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's true worldwide. So, um, yeah, so I mean, right now uh, we're going the right way, fighting against this uh, situation. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So uh, solar, so green space, wonderful. Um, making sure that we watch for the environment. Uh, you think that there is enough resources uh, in Vietnam to continue this growth? Uh, people. Um, cost of labor, infrastructure, you think that's all there for you? Um, I think on the infrastructure we have to still, <laughs> still to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, on the rest, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think the people here, they're young, they're hungry. You know, it's uh, the feeling here is really... Um, yeah, there's a lot of energy. Up, yes, exactly, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Upbeat. So there's a lot of energy here in this uh, country and uh, yeah. yeah, everyone want to, want to do something. Yeah? Absolutely. I, I see it every day and I talk about it all the time. It's hard not to always talk about how much excitement's going on, yeah. what the energy is like here, the growth, you know, it, it's such a capitalist area really, right? I mean, it's crazy what's happening. And in so many uh, other parts of the world, free trade or growth is really stagnant, yeah. um, at low percentages. Uh, Vietnam is just continuing to climb. That's true. Really exciting. So how can Vietnam improve its construction industry? That's what we were talking about. That was our uh, thought for the week. And Uli, it's been great to get your input. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have thought right away, open space, green, although when you say it, it makes sense, right? Yes. Really keep the, uh, the, the, the city feeling good and, and helping with the environment and also driving the solar. I, I didn't really realize solar was such a, a big business here. I knew it was coming here, but. Uh, I think I'm gonna look closer at that. We have uh, now in uh, Vietnam, we have the biggest uh, solar power plant from Southeast Asia. Just oh. opened before some weeks. I think I saw that yeah. in the newspaper. Like yes, a yeah, week or two be, ago. Yeah, it was, this week it was in the newspaper. This week, right. Yes. A big picture of the solar yes. How right. big is that? No, exactly. I need to massive, it. right? It's, it's like it's like massive, massive. Five hundred hectares yeah. or something. Like. If it's the biggest in Southeast Asia, it's, yeah. it's massive. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm gonna have to look into that. So I will definitely look into that um, further. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming today and, and and giving us your guidance and great luck at Recons and everything you're doing. Thank you very much and thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. All right. All. We'll see you uh, Monday with our next. Uh, Monday morning coffee. Thanks for joining us and have a fabulous weekend. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms so you never miss an episode. If you want to support what we do, then share and leave a comment. 
You can always find us on our website at thevietnamgroup.com forward slash The Lotus, as well as our Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and just about everywhere in the world. Just search for The Vietnam Group. We post updates daily and feature The Lotus blog and podcasts. Until next time, The Lotus Talks. See you soon.